How often do you hold things in? How often do you keep pushing yourself past your own limits? Limits. How often do you say no? How often does your past pain rear its ugly head and it's brought up? The minute you acknowledge that you are responsible for meeting your own needs, the resentment will lessen. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. What do you do when you find yourself in a marriage where one is constantly growing and doing the work to learn, become a better person, become a better parent, become a better wife, and the other is content with the status quo? Woo! Woo, that got me all heated. Well, mama, let me give you a quick definition. I looked up on Google because that's just the way I roll, and I looked up the word resentment. Here's what they gave me. Resentment is bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. So let me, let me take it a little further. An example, your best friend borrowed your favorite pair of jeans. You know, those jeans that fit nice and snug and hit all of those nice, hugged all of those nice areas. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And let me take it even further. She never returned them. That feeling right now that you're experiencing, whether you're in the car at the gym or trying to drown out your kids screaming, that feeling that you're getting right now when you know your best friend did not return those damn jeans, that feeling right now that you're experiencing is what we call resentment. So let's explore this a little bit. What causes resentment? Well, in most cases, women feel resentful after they've compromised themselves to meet the needs of their family, their husband, their kids. They don't speak up and instead harbor all of these emotions, feeling unappreciated, unacknowledged, or unsupported. They're upset because the act wasn't reciprocated or even acknowledged. How are you feeling right now, mama? So are you starting to get upset? All right, that's all right. I often, when I speak about resentment, it's often met with, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't feel resentment. I'm not resentful towards my husband. Not at all. It's, it's not that I'm resentful. It's just that like, I just feel unappreciated and I'm not sure why he gets to do these things and I don't, or why he doesn't care about it as much as I do. Or why is it that this happens, but then this follows? That's not resent. Wait a minute. That is resentment. Yeah, it's resentment. That's what that is. Resentment. Let me give you a few more examples. Most women feel resentment When their husband gets to go on a fishing trip, camping trip, and they are left alone at home with the kids, it's met with, he never has to worry about who's going to take care of the kids. 
He gets to leave when he wants, and I'm stuck with all of the kids. If I do, if I ever do go out, I'll only be met with complaints, a mess that I eventually have to clean up, or he'll throw it in my face or call me while I'm away. I'm afraid he will get frustrated with the kids. I don't want to hear about it later, and it's, to be honest with you, it's it's not even worth it. Can you relate with that story? That's the true story. And I'm going to say I've been there. I have been there on a girl's night out where my husband's continuously calling me and asking me, when am I going to get home? And I'm purposely ignoring those phone calls because I dread, I dread the moment that I answer it because I know he's going to complain. And it's like, dude, I never go anywhere ever. And you're complaining? Like it's, I'm not at a strip club. I'm out here with my girls. Why can't you just let me be? And I'm not going to lie. That was one of the reasons why I would stop going out with my friends because I just didn't want to hear it. And just like this, you know, this woman that, that messaged me, I felt the same way. It just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Not to mention I had to get all done up and I had to somehow like figure out what the day was going to look like for my husband. And I'm not going to lie. Willie's going to hate me for saying this, but there were times where I literally wanted to schedule a play date for Willie and the girls. I know it sounds horrible, but I know also I'm not the only one, but I literally wanted to schedule a play date for Willie and the kids so that he would be distracted and I can have fun and be in peace. Here's another example. He says yes to his friends or family, and I'm easy to say no to. He doesn't put us first. Why is it so easy for him to say no to me and not his family or his friends? I'm going to give you another example. For a long time, Willie's career, you know, he was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. I had major resentment, major resentment, especially when I started to establish my own business. There were times where he would ask me, when are you going to come home? I'm not going to lie, without skipping a beat, I would say, are you freaking kidding me? Are, are you serious right now? You were gone for like seven months, seven months on deployments, on, you know, at training or whatever. And you're going to call me right now because I'm working. I'm trying to build a business. Why are you so frustrated? Matter of fact, pretend like I'm on a freaking 10 hour deployment. I'm going to be back. But just like I didn't call you and ask you when you were going to be home, I expect the same damn thing. And I remember getting so frustrated because it was constant. And I I just felt like, dude, I never complained when you were away. Never. Do your thing. Do your thing in Iraq, in Afghanistan, you know, in Okinawa, Japan, or on Camp Pendleton. Do your thing. I'll keep it all down here. You know, I'll, I'll hold it down. I'll hold it down with the kids. I'll do all of these things. But you can't let me go freaking work. Are you crazy? Okay. I'm getting all heated up right now. Let me, let me, let me go back. Let me go back. That feeling of resentment was real. And I felt unsupported, unappreciated, unheard. And I didn't feel as if my business was being respected as I had respected his. And I hate to say this, but I was totally keeping score. I was. And most of you moms complain to me that you don't feel like you're prioritized. You feel like you're unseen, disrespected, or even undervalued. I hear you. Hence the whole reason why we're doing this episode. Mama, resentment slowly builds. We're not communicating how we're feeling. We're just sucking it up. 
We're sucking it up. We'll do it. We'll take care of it. No problem. Go ahead. Go on your fishing trip. Knock yourself out. I'll be here with the kids. No problem. You know, but if I go out, oh, I'll just have to figure out a babysitter because I don't want you to get frustrated and overwhelmed with the kids because your feelings matter more than my feelings. Now are you starting to understand what resentment is? That right there, that statement alone is with resentment. What happens when we hold on to this resentment is you may start to see your husband as the enemy, someone who is against you or has some form of malintent. Your behavior and attitude now change. It's not intentional. There's just this feeling of frustration that takes over. Resentment is proof that you are not respecting your own boundaries. Yes. Notice how I threw it back on you. You know, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to do it, mama. Resentment is proof that you are not respecting your own boundaries. As a matter of fact, you probably don't even have any, which is a clear sign to hold yourself accountable for not meeting your own needs. Yes. How the hell, Veronica, did you magically bring it back to me? Because it starts with you. I know you do all of the things. I know you're in charge of everything in the household, everything, you know, with regards to what goes on for your family. Yes. You got to put this on your plate too. You got to put you on your plate. You got to put your needs on your plate because you're expecting other people to do that. You're expecting your husband to do that. And he doesn't know how. Those boundaries aren't clear. You're not speaking up. Your emotions aren't being heard because you're not expressing them until you're about to blow up or the opposite, shut down, isolate, withdraw. Neither of those, neither of that, neither of those sides of the spectrum are healthy. They're not. I was asked, can resentment lead to anxiety? Absolutely. Here's why. Think of it as harbored emotions. When you suppress your emotions, feelings, and needs, this builds worry and stress. Worry, constant thoughts, nonstop thoughts. Stress, what what your physiological response is to an event or situation, right? Stress and worry combined, that, my friend, is anxiety. You have waited too long to speak up and you neglected your opportunity to set a boundary. That is resentment. That's right. That was resentment. Another story I was given, his done isn't my done. Why do I have to ask him 10 times? I feel like he doesn't care. And then each day it builds up. Then one day it will be something silly and I will blow up. Then all those 10 times I asked him comes to the surface. How can we deal with something in the moment and be done with it? Why do we have to stockpile and hold on to all of that resentment? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Because you never allowed yourself to express anything that was happening. Sure, there was frustration. Sure, there was this sense of, I don't want to say rejection, but kind of, right? Like I'm feeling rejected right now. I'm feeling what I'm having, what I'm sharing with you. It's, you're not understanding it. You're dismissing it. And that feels, that feels frustrating. So how do we deal with this? How do we go about, how do we go about letting go of resentment? 
Well, went back to trusty old Google. Google says the five steps to release and let go of resentment are acknowledge resentment, identify where you have power, take action where you have power, release anything over which you don't have power, and make a gratitude daily habit. Well, that sounds freaking absolutely amazing for somebody who does not have kids and has all of this time because that is so much. So mama, I'm going to give it to you from a therapeutic perspective. Although this right here, Google's not completely wrong. I mean, hell, they're Google, right? They're not completely wrong. However, it's a bit unrealistic. And let's look at why. Resentment exists partly because you're viewing your husband as an enemy because he isn't compromising himself the way you do. Or you could put somebody else in that right there. Replace husband with my friend isn't compromising herself the way I am. Or my mom isn't compromising herself the way I am, the way I do. My my daughter isn't compromising herself the way I do. Notice how this deals with you. He isn't speaking up or supporting you the way you'd like. I can understand this on so many levels. I, I, I get this. I get the frustration. But I want to ask you something. How often do you hold things in? How often do you keep pushing yourself past your own limits? limits. How often do you say no? How often does your past pain rear its ugly head and it's brought up? The minute you acknowledge that you are responsible for meeting your own needs, the resentment will lessen. It starts with you. I know you guys probably hate me saying this, and it's so true. It starts with you. I know this sucks. I know this sucks. With all of the women that I've worked with, not only in my private practice, but also the women I coach, or hell, even the women that have taken my recent course, That's one thing they had to realize. They were so focused on their marriage and blaming their husband and wanting to attack their husband and even asking me for all the answers on how to change their husband. What they failed to realize was, mama, you are carrying resentment. You are trying to control something that's completely out of your hands. So let's focus on reclaiming your identity. So here's what I want you to do. When you notice yourself keeping score, When you notice yourself building up that resentment, right? Stop what you're doing. And I'm not kidding. I mean it. Stop what you're doing. Answer these questions right here. Am I catastrophizing? Well, Veronica, what the hell is catastrophizing? Well, I'm going to break it down for you to grab a pen and paper. Catastrophizing is a thought distortion. It's not a fact. So it's a thought that comes up for you, right? That can manipulate us into believing it's 100% true. You blow things out of proportion and believe that what has happened will be horrible, awful, or terrible. Let me give you some examples. He doesn't love me. If he did, he would help around the house. That's you catastrophizing. I will do this all alone for the rest of my life catastrophizing. He will never care as much as I do. Catastrophizing. So here we go. I'm going to challenge you. Ask yourself, is this a hundred percent true? Is what I'm experiencing a hundred percent true? Probably not. It sounds more like you need a break and you have pushed yourself past your limits. So instead, 
I want you to challenge this thought. Are you taking things personally? Is there this unsaid expectations? Are you focusing on the negative or even bringing up the past? Pay attention to where your thoughts take you, especially if you're bringing up the past. Your past, if it's being brought up in conversations with you and your husband, that's because you haven't healed them yet. The only reason you're bringing that up over and over and over again is because you're trying to create some form of change. You're trying to get him to change your experience. He doesn't have that power. You do. And so there's this expectation that you're placing on him to take that pain away. And I know that pain is real. I know that pain is so heart-wrenching. I, I know that pain. And because I know that pain, I'm going to tell you, no one can heal it except for yourself. A therapist can't even heal it. You know why? Because this is what a therapist is going to tell you. Let's work on healing it. And then they're going to teach you how to heal it. But notice how I said they're going to teach you how to heal it. They're going to teach you what to do to go ahead and truly, truly own and accept whatever has happened. Not because it was your fault. I don't want you to take it that way. Not because now all of a sudden you assume guilt and you assume full responsibility for whatever took place in the in the past. That's not what I'm saying. What I mean by this is I'm asking you to truly heal from that pain by allowing yourself to process it, by allowing yourself to learn some healthy coping skills, but nobody can take that pain away. And so if you're bringing up the past, that is something we need to work on. And, and we could totally do that. You just got to be willing. And that's where blaming, that's where blaming kind of takes, takes a back seat and we start working on it and we start healing. And that's when true healing happens. And that's when resentment lessens. Ladies, are you ready for a new challenge? I've heard you. I know a good amount of you want to work on your marriage. However, before we start there, let's start by building up that confidence and self-worth. I'm going to help you reclaim your identity. Starting August 1st, I am running the Reclaim Your Identity Challenge. I will be live every single week in this group, teaching you skills on how to reclaim your identity, which will make you an exceptional mom, an exceptional wife, and duh, a complete badass. For the entire month of August, we are all doing a challenge together. The lady who is the most interactive will be our winner and will receive a one-hour private coaching call with me. This is a $300 value. How awesome is that, right? All you have to do is join my private free Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. And be sure to invite your friends. Coaching calls will be every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You do not want to miss this. This will only happen for this month and only the women in the private free Facebook group will have access. So don't let anybody else take your seat. I want to see you this Wednesday live. Breaking down the facts will also help you shift your perspective. So if you're going into my husband is the enemy, this is all of his fault. 
We wouldn't be in this situation if he did A, B, and C, right? I want you to pay attention to what's really happening. When I, you know, giving you the example that I gave you with Willie being in, um, retiring from the Marine Corps and then me pursuing my business, I carried so much resentment for such a long time. I didn't even know it. And I was bringing up the past. The minute I said, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mess with you when you were, I didn't call you when you were away in training. I never called you know, anybody and asked, Hey, can somebody please find Willie? I know he's like in Afghanistan and I know you guys like, are like probably getting shot at, but like just real quick, because these kids, these kids are absolutely freaking driving me crazy. And he needs to talk to one of them because uh-uh, I'm not having it. Don't get me wrong. There were times that I've had those thoughts, but I didn't do that. And so now I'm bringing it back up because I allowed him, I allowed him that space and I'm expecting him to provide me that same space. And because he wasn't, or I felt like he wasn't, I was building resentment. And so I acknowledge the fact that I'm bringing up the past. And is it really that he doesn't respect my work? Is it really that he doesn't care about my business? Is it really that, you know, I'm not going to lie. I even thought he wanted me to fail. Like, of course he wants me to fail. Why would he want me to succeed? He's not supporting me. So what I had to do was I had to look at the facts, which meant I had to, I had to not dismiss, but I had to separate emotions from facts because sometimes emotions can be a little tricky and they can, they can, they can drive those thoughts all sorts of places. So the minute I was able to look at what are the facts is real, is, is Willie really trying to sabotage me? Well, no, he's not trying to sabotage me. He, he wouldn't do that. Well, how do you know he wouldn't do that? Well, because he loves me. Well, how do you know he loves you? Well, because of the way he is around me. And not only because he tells me, but he shows me in different ways. Wait a minute. He shows me by doing things for me. Ah, he's not against me. Which also helps me realize, wait a minute, we don't handle situations the same way. And so for him, he goes into panic and he wants me to spend more time with the kids. And he feels as if maybe I'm pulling away from the family. Wait a minute. That might be a fear of his. He's, is he afraid that I'm pulling away from the family and I'm going to invest all of my time at work? Ooh, we might have something here. That resentment then now changes and shifts into trying to understand. And guess what also ends up happening? That anger that I felt is now going into empathy, right? So do you notice how all of these thoughts we build up and we tend to catastrophize pretty much damn near everything. But if we were to shift our perspective, if we were to challenge that distorted thought and really pull away facts and only facts, right? And separate those emotions. Well, then now I have the opportunity to have a conversation with him. And I did. I I, I had, I was able to ask Willie that question. Hey, are you afraid that I'm going to pull away and, and work like this for the rest of my life or the rest of our lives? And his answer was, yes, I'm afraid that you're going to love your work more than you love us. And the fact that you're spending 10 hours a day or 12, it wasn't 10, I'm lying, 
12 hours because I was gone for 12 hours, sometimes 13 or 14 hours. I would work from like eight or seven in the morning until like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, at night. I kid you not. I kid you not. And I did do that. And I would, like I said, I was trying to build up my practice. And for me, what was driving me to continue to spend all of those hours away from home was I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to succeed. And so I resented Willie because I had my own insecurities and that's what I needed to work on. I needed to work on those insecurities, but those insecurities were masked by resentment. Those insecurities were masked by thought distortions. And I didn't speak up. I, I didn't, nor did I hold myself accountable for meeting my own needs. And my needs in that moment was I needed to reset. I was driving myself crazy. I was working so hard. I was, and I was easily irritated with the kids, easily irritated and frustrated with Willie. And it was really hard for me to see past that because all I saw was the goal. So not only was I carrying resentment, Willie was also carrying resentment, but because there was this lack of communication and because neither of us let our guards down, we continued to bicker and we continued to be at each other's throat. And I continued to see my husband as the enemy versus my husband. Resentment is the killer of all relationships. It is. It's all of these harbored emotions. It's you keeping score. It's you measuring how much you've done and how much he's done. It's you compromising yourself and then expecting him to do the same thing. It's these unsaid expectations, these unsaid rules. Well, mama, let me tell you something. When you're able to go ahead and break down those facts, like I mentioned before, you're able to shift that perspective paying attention to the expectations you place on yourself and others. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down what are the expectations you place on yourself? And then what are the expectations you place on your husband? And then after you look at all the expectations you place on yourself and all the expectations you place on your husband, I want you to ask yourself, is this realistic? Is it honestly realistic? And if it's not, well, we have to make some adjustments. Another thing I want you to ask yourself is, is this fair to you? Is it fair to him? Probably not. And so if it's not fair to you, and if it's not fair to him, well then, what if, what if, you were able to take out expectations. And I know that sounds crazy. Veronica, I could already hear you tell me, Veronica, wait a minute. If I don't set rules, then he's going to continue to walk all over me. If I don't, if I don't nag him every five seconds, or if I don't get upset with him, then nothing's going to happen. Listen, there's a difference between rules and boundaries. And right now, what you're doing is you're setting up all of these rules, but you're not respecting them yourself. You're not. And there's zero consequences if somebody breaks the boundary. So if you're not setting a boundary, you're not respecting the boundary. Guess what? All you're left with is nothing because nothing was set. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw it on you. You know, I'm going to throw it on you. I'm going to throw it on you. Here's why. 
You can't expect other people to respect your boundaries or even know what the hell you want from them if you're not communicating. You're, you're not communicating it at all. So pay attention. Most of us harbor this, this resentment because we are not expressing ourselves in the moment in a healthy way. We are jumping the gun. We are being led by these distorted thoughts. We are being led by all of these emotions. And what ends up happening is we end up reacting with negative behaviors, yelling, screaming, shutting down, comparing, right? Keeping score. Hear me when I say this. You let go of expectations. You let go of resentment. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind Podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind Podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 
drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.